Corona Consciousness, a new age of personal and global enlightenment. All right, so guys, if you're just tuning in or this is your first podcast, this is Boomadu. I am the architect of the grind scheme of things. And um, I want to just jump right into this because you probably just saw the title of this and you thought this is worth clicking on, right? And listening to. And so I will make it worth your time. But I want to first say that this is not a podcast for you if you have a weak, and I repeat, a weak attention span, right? And I don't say that to be dismissive or disrespectful, but the content every now and then that I have or present is for those who have the heart and the stomach to like hear uh, deeper thoughts and principles behind what's happening in the world, right? So. If you're just like a quick attention span kind of person, something doesn't capture attention, you know, keep your attention for more than uh, at least 10 seconds, you're off of it, then you should probably leave now and save yourself a little bit of time and go about scrolling and doing other things that are fun to do online, right? So, but if you are a heartfelt kind of, you know, appreciator of having your thoughts provoked, right? And having something uh, meatier, heartier to chew on, this is the podcast for you. So Corona Consciousness, a new age of personal and global enlightenment. Um, I almost almost even want to say a new age of personal development and global enlightenment because I think that's kind of fitting. But first, let me draw your attention to, if you don't have it in front of you, I'll leave some links here for you to use to take a look at a couple maps of consciousness. One is by, uh, I always mix up the name, I said David Dawkins, Dr. David Dawkins, who's the author of a book. He's now, of course, passed on, but he wrote a book when he was alive called um, Power Versus Force. And in that book, he maps out um, consciousness, human consciousness in this collective expression, right? And, um, And along with that particular tool, I also have available for your review, um, another map of consciousness that's actually ancient, right? Uh, relatively speaking, as far as when it was constructed and, you know, how it captures the human experience. Both maps of consciousness are relevant depending on where you're coming from, but they are also very, very critical for you to pay attention to. On the map of consciousness that David Dawkins developed, uh, it, it was a mind-body scientifically, um, executed experiment to identify using the human body and muscle reflex um, technology uh, to confirm and identify what the varying various states of consciousness uh, were uh, are of the human experience, right? And it starts at the bottom, which is shame and ends up at the top, which is enlightenment. And then the Buddhist map of consciousness, which is called the 10 worlds of the human condition at the bottom you have um if i'm looking at it or recalling it correctly at the bottom you have hell right and then at the at the top you have buddhahood which is also enlightenment and so in my research and in my study i identified these two maps of consciousness as being very very critical and important for anybody who's you know serious about um looking at the world and 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 ascending, right? Even towards a better state of life, right? We don't all necessarily aspire to become quote unquote enlightened in the, in the, uh, sense that it's, um, that it implies, 
but we do want to do better than hell and shame, right? Which is at the bottom. And somewhere between you got courage and love and peace and all these other great qualities. So that being said, I want to make sure you know that that reference, uh, that resource is available to, for you to take a look at, to take a peek at. Um, I can only give you a link to the David Dawkins um, content because I don't have a copyright or trademark access, you know, uh, privileges to that. So uh, I'll stay out of trouble by just providing you a link that'll give you a location of where it is. And, um, and then as far as the map of consciousness that I will, I will make available in visual form on my site. Okay. All right. So let's kick this off with uh, a couple of real fundamental things. Um, what's a Corona <laughs> or what's Corona? <laughs> uh, I'm laughing cause I already know, I can already hear the beer <laughs> caps hitting the table. Um, but we're going to address what's a Corona. And, and then the second question is what's consciousness, right? So in the context of what we're dealing with, right? I want to strip that, take a step away from that and say, okay, Corona in its original sort of meaning, it's Latin, right? Corona for a crown, a garland. And in ancient Rome, especially it's a crown or a garland bestowed for distinguished military service, right? And the source I used just to catch that was on Edom online. All right. So you can, um, you know, check that, check that out, uh, at your, at your uh, leisure. So that's Corona, right? So Again, Latin, uh, Latin, Latin word Corona for a crown or a garland. All right. Now, what do crowns represent? Crowns represent kingship, royalty, dominion. Right. And so with that, there's no question that the coronavirus has proven to be a king virus that's captured the world's attention. Now, if I haven't already lost you or I'm about to, I want you to know that at the end of this, there's an opportunity for you to actually take a step back and take some actions personal actions on your own to actually see how what I'm about to break down for you works, right? And whether or not there is a Corona consciousness or not, you get to actually prove this to yourself, but I'm just going to present to you evidence that it does exist, right? Or, or that it, it possibly could be where we are right now, right? In a realm of what is classifiable as Corona consciousness. Okay. That said, taking it back. Corona, the coronavirus has proven, proven itself to be a king of, you know, a king virus, right? That's captured the world's attention. Now, the other thing to consider is that in the realm of mythology and metaphor, king represents and can refer to the presence of, of wisdom, leadership, discernment, power, and right thinking, as well as balanced judgment. And so in some way, if you can let yourself into the arena of soulful thinking, it's possible that this virus is giving us, all of us, an opportunity to take our rightful place within, to take ourselves seriously enough to re-examine our beliefs, worldviews, and values in a way that can actually transform us and bring us into a new age of personal and global enlightenment. And perhaps that's what's needed to have the courage to address the questions about our life habits and patterns that have gone unnoticed or unchecked under the blanket of a public healthcare system that's in need of a makeover, uh, but numb this out with, quote, facts and stats that don't move us enough to revolt, right? Or to actualize change. So that's a little bit about where this is headed and what this is about, right? So Corona consciousness begins with defining or at least looking at taking the metaphoric lens 
of mythology and applying it to the circumstances saying, okay, perhaps there is something to this. Consciousness, let's define that. According to, again, edamonline.com, from the 1630s refers to internal knowledge, right? From the word consciousness, or from the word, I'm sorry, conscious, of course. Now, the meaning, state of being aware of what passes in one's own mind, right, is from the 1670s. And meaning, state of being aware of anything is from 1700s or 17, mid-1700s, okay? So that's just to give you like some context as far as the redefinition of the word consciousness, right? Now, I want to go back further and just directly say that consciousness, according to the ancients and sages of old, is about alignment and oneness with a conscious universe, Right. And I think we can all kind of identify with that. Even if you don't necessarily believe it, you can at least say, okay, I can see where that's coming from. So that's also where what I'm referring to. Okay. So when I refer to Corona consciousness, I'm talking about awakening to your own sense of personal authority, power, capacity, dominion, and sovereignty of your own life and what actions you can take to exercise your power to have an impact where you may have been resistant to act or show up until now. And in light of recent events, there's an opening, an aperture, if you will, for transformation and enlightenment that we can have an opportunity, that we actually have an opportunity to take advantage of or risk missing the sort of solar eclipse-like opportunity we have collectively experienced in a long time to impact how life can be lived on Earth for at least the next quarter of a century, given how fast things are changing, right? So I'm going to say that again. Right now, what I'm talking about with Corona consciousness, I'm talking about awakening to your own sense of personal power, capacity, dominion, sovereignty, right? Of your own life. And what actions you can take to exercise your power to have an impact where you may have been hesitant to act or show up until now, right? And in light of the recent events, there is this is now an opening, right? This time frame is an opening for transformation and enlightenment that we have an opportunity to take advantage of. Or we can take the risk of missing the what I call the solar eclipse-like opportunity we have collect collectively experienced, right? Um, to impact how life can be lived on Earth and for the rest of you know, or for the next let's say you know, 25 years, right? I think that's clear. All right. So that's the stage of this. So um, that being said, I'm going to go into the next uh, section of this, but I'm going to stop this here so that if you want to get off this train, you can. And for those who want to continue the next episode, I go into the beginning of this uh, redefin redefinition of Corona or this definition of Corona consciousness. So I want to thank you for listening so far. And if this has been of uh, intriguing interest uh, and value, continue listening, uh, go to the next episode and we'll take it from there. Okay. So let's begin. Um, it's all fun and games until someone you know or watch on television or the movies makes the announcement that they've tested positive for coronavirus. When I say, uh, what I should say is actually, when I saw 
Uh, my main man, Idris Elba, um, Elba, I'm sorry, um, have an announcement made or being quoted as having the virus. Um, it was like hearing my favorite superhero character dying at the end of a movie that it, that's coming out before I even got to see the movie, you know? And at some point, um, you know, it, 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 even though I knew it wasn't real, right? I'm referring to the movie, you know, it, it still, it still hurt, right? To hear that my favorite superhero is going to die in the movie that I hadn't seen yet. So yeah, Idris, Tom Hanks, um, you know, and all these guys that, you know, we're hearing about, um, you know, kind of awaken me a little bit. Right. And, uh, and who knows, um, you know, what it did actually was it, it these announcements re- reminded me, and I hope it reminds us that, you know, stardom is not a vaccination, right. Against, um, against Corona. So that being said, if you're just tuning into this, um, and this is your first podcast, you didn't listen to the first one. This is the Corona consciousness podcast, right? It's about a new age of personal um, development and global enlightenment. And um, I, and again, you know, personal, really personal enlightenment, right, is also personal development, right? It's, it could be used synonymously because that's just what happens when you become enlightened, you actually are developing, right? Um, so that being said, I want to welcome you back if you chose to click through and listen to this episode. If you don't know me, I am Boomadu. I am the uh, creator of the Grind Scheme of Things podcast, and that's what you're listening to right now. So that being said, this message in this podcast isn't about lamenting and getting sad over the shattering of our unconscious bias that those in higher levels of society's hierarchy, right? Um, are not immune to coronavirus. It's about something that I think we will be talking about for months, if not for years to come. And it's a shift in consciousness that I'm calling Corona consciousness. Now, before you get distracted, click away and think this is a lightly coined term, I want to draw your attention to an event um, and even maybe some patterns in, in recent human history that have caused a collective shift in consciousness leading to reform and new policies and action and implementation. So, when I say TSA, if you're old enough, you're old enough to remember that September 11th shifted our awareness and consciousness from entitlement to national security towards one of fear and the fighting of terrorism as evidenced in the travel and aviation and national security practices that followed. Right. And over time, as things got back to normal with new technology and surveillance tools in place, this event, although it implied um, implied global catastrophe in the works, affected a, a finite number of people, as in the loss of life measured in bodies. And it had the potential to impact more lives in a targeted way, but we somehow recovered and awakened to the fragility of life and the potential impact of um, of, of a systemic retribution in the form um, of terrorism. Now, the world united in some ways around this time, but was still divided between the attackers and the attacked, the terrorists and those fighting against them. Um, and we also knew that the planes didn't, right? 
um, the planes didn't, for those depending on what your theory is about what took place, let's just borrow this for example, right? We also know that the planes didn't and couldn't land everywhere, right? Um, but the fear was still palpable in some places in the world because perhaps a new war could have erupted, which would have given the world a new problem to face, which was millions of lives to be lost in the global crossfire. But what or how did our consciousness as a species change since 9-11? Honestly, right? Like, I mean, as in a way that's like a new age of peace and workability, right? But here we are almost 20 years later, and there's a new enemy, a threat to the normal lifespan and quality with which that lifespan can be enjoyed and lived. And has no bullets, no nuclear weapons, no army, no nationality, no, no allies, or political or economic agenda. It's now one of the greatest, and it's now one of the greatest existential threats to humanity's way of life. It threatens economic systems, socio-political boundaries, and personal well-being in entire industries of commerce, all at the same time. Plain and simple, the current viral threat has created the perfect storm for revisiting all of our assumptions about the world we live in and revisit questions of the validity of justified separatism. If it's not my problem, is it really my problem? In other words, if it's happening in China and it doesn't really affect me right now directly, should I be concerned? Well, corona, <laughs> coronavirus you know, has answered that question and more. By the very nature of the crises, questions easily overlooked in times of financial buoyancy by the average laboring American, such, uh, such as, you know, questions like, hey, what do politics and the economy have to do with global health? Or, um, uh, you know, big government versus small government. Like, questions like this can't be ignored anymore. For example, the debate of, of you know, big government. Well, how would we handle this crisis if we if our governmental structures were smaller, right? Or had, or if we had less public resources to address the situation, right? Now, I'm not here to give you answers to that, right? It's not about that. It's not about those answers, right? But it's about raising the question and really looking behind the curtain to see what, what could the answers be. Now, if you look is a disease in China that impacts manufacturing output really my personal problem? Or does it have to do with what's, and what does it have to do with what's coming in my bank account? See, these questions, these dismissible questions are now replaced with, man, if I were to get sick, what would I, would I have, would I really have enough uh, healthcare coverage, right? Do I have enough paid time off to be off for two weeks or a month? Do we have enough food to last four weeks without having to go to the store? By the way, what is for dinner? Can we go out to eat or do we need to order it? Is this the end of affection as we know it? Will social distancing be the new normal? With the kids out of school, will this be the new homeschooling movement? So these questions and millions more have to be addressed and the answers aren't all easy to embrace. 
with social distancing, of course. But let's get back to the notion of corona consciousness. No matter who you are, the last thing you want and need in your life right now, if you're if you don't already have it, right, is an asymptomatic experience of the coronavirus to make your day. But here's what I want to draw your attention to and why I call this corona consciousness or this era, uh, a new age, right, for personal uh, enlightenment, right, as expressed by corona consciousness. So if you're a politician, the leader of the free world, a nurse, a, a child, a Uber driver, a yoga teacher, a waiter, uh, an engineer, a poet, an art gallery owner, a freelancer, a scientist, an economist, an astrophysicist, um, a physicist, right, word, um, coronavirus has just cleared its throat behind you and it has your attention now because it's too big to ignore. But I think, but what I think is the knot in all of this is how it forces each and every person to re-examine what they're doing with their time on earth. If you can't work, travel, and you're quarantined, you have plenty of time on your hands to really sit back and figure out what questions you have about yourself, like who you are, what you're about, why are you here, and what are you really doing? It's almost as if the virus made a last call for alcohol and turned the lights on, and now we have to go back to our real lives, the lives that we couldn't figure out in the midst of, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pay the bills treadmill, right? And now we gotta go back to that life that actually led us to the club that we're trying to escape from. During this phase, we're in a position to look at the map of consciousness, as I mentioned earlier, and identify where we are versus where we should be and how to get there. And unless we're enlightened fully, there's room to grow and evolve. You know, in Buddhism, there's a principle called human revolution. It's the process of ascending from lower states of consciousness towards higher states of consciousness, which include, of course, enlightenment, which is commonly referred to as Buddhahood. And the state of consciousness is pursued, and that state of consciousness is pursued by those who've awakened to suffering enough to move toward it. This is what coronavirus has given us as both a gift and a curse to confront in, in every, and I mean every facet of the human experience. Whether it's real or imagined or an overreaction, the existential threat dress rehearsal is happening. And how we're responding is a reflection of our own levels of consciousness. And the last thing I wanna say about this is the following. In the spirit of separatism, it's easy to see things as us versus them, we versus they and vice versa. And with Corona consciousness, these positions disintegrate. And it becomes about what do I do now that has the greatest impact on us and we and them moving forward. And the us and the we and the them is I. This is called enlightenment. And this is also referred to as enlightened self-interest. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is Corona Consciousness. Hey 
Hey guys, Boo here. Thanks so much for listening. I want to tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time and sharing your attention with me to really listen and and sort of allow yourself to be provoked, right? In a way that perhaps uh, forwards you on your journey. And I would imagine, given the time frame that we're in right now at the time of this recording, that um, you will become more socially aware. And when I say socially aware, I do say that on purpose, S-O-U-L, socially aware and engaged in a way that you no longer um, are an observer of the world, but you are someone who is engaged in moving things in a direction that is um, for the benefit of all, right? Um, given the reflection that we've had an opportunity to, to receive as a function of a virus, as I mentioned in the audio, that is that has <laughs> really one agenda, right? <laughs> to live on by, you know, taking life, right? It's just a strange sort of, I guess, uh, biological mechanism. But <clears throat> all that said, um, you know, what now? What next? Well, naturally, you are going to do whatever you need to do inside of your immediate environment that's pressing up against you. But in the macro, uh, bigger picture uh, level, there are actions that you may want to take or there is an opportunity where you may want to take to begin to cultivate and create a lifestyle that supports you now that you're kind of awakening, right? And evolving into this new age of Corona consciousness of personal enlightenment, right? And um, and that requires, in my experience, you know, anytime I've gone through a, a revolution um, internally, and it's always required some structure and some guidance, uh, and in some cases, even some great tools to really support that process. And so in honor of that, I will make available uh, some of the resources and tools that I've used, one in particular, has been um, the blueprint that I've always uh, shared about and, and often discussed uh, directly and indirectly um, that really you know uses the map of consciousness to help me determine sort of how to plan out and orchestrate my life in a way that is the most meaningful experience for me. And I think that's really where we're at right now. We're going in a, in a, in a particular direction that is all about like mattering, right? And re-examining who we are and what matters to us and and how to preserve that by really um, being awake, right? Or as some would call it, being woke. So that being said, I'll provide you with that um, opportunity to take a actually a simple quiz that allows you to sort of assess yourself and then determine, you know, what what the best path for you is as far as using that particular tool. Um, online, you can connect with me at facebook.com forward slash Madu or on Instagram as well, instagram.com forward slash Boimadu. And one of my favorite platforms that I am gradually easing content onto is YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash Madu there as well. On Facebook, actually, the Facebook page is Madu Co. I forgot about that. It's a C-O, Madu Co. on Facebook. And on Instagram, it's, uh, um, yes, on Instagram, it's Madu, And then on YouTube, it's youtube.com forward slash Madu. So that being said, um, learn more about this um, journey uh, by uh, looking in the description box or heading over to um, heading over to the chillcode.com if you wish um, and starting your journey depending on how urgent this is for you. All right, guys, thanks a lot for listening, and I will talk to you soon. Take care.
Hey guys, um, real quick, wanted to just make some corrections. Um, one of the individuals I mentioned in this podcast was Dr. David Hawkins, but I uh, said his last name was Dawkins. It's actually Hawkins with an H, Dr. David Hawkins, and he is the author of uh, Power Versus Force. And so I uh, didn't want you to go online, of course, searching for Dr. David Dawkins when the actual person is Dr. David Hawkins. All right. Thank you so much. And if you, of course, have any things that you have noticed that I need to make corrections on, I am open and humble enough to um, make some announcements like this one as far as those adjustments. But Dr. David Hawkins is who I was referring to in this podcast. Thanks for listening.